Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Turn up your volume. This is Unfuck Nation. All right, all right, all freaking right, it is 2021. Welcome to this year's first edition of Unfuck Nation. Welcome to the nation. I'm just so fucking proud of you guys, you know, I'm just so proud that here we're sitting at the start of this new year with uh, a whole new set of conversations that we're going to have. And this conversation that I'm creating with you guys today is absolutely critical. Okay, so button yourself up, buckle yourself in. This is going to be the real deal. This is going to change how you see the year every year from now until you're dead, which is hopefully lots of decades away. But New Year's resolutions are fucking bullshit. (laughs) And I think you already know it. And you might even have said that resolutions are fucking bullshit. The intention of a resolution is actually well-intended, but resolutions are fucking bullshit. And I'm going to explain to you not only why resolutions are bullshit, why you should stop making resolutions, but what you should do instead. Because believe it or not, the beginning of a calendar year is a great time to take stock of certain things. It doesn't necessarily have to happen on the first of fucking January every year, but it is a good time. There's a lot of people doing it. There's a lot of people, you know, signing gym contracts for gyms that they'll never fucking go to. So there's at least a lot of people running around thinking this might be a good time for change. So anyway, I'm going to start with why resolutions are completely fucking bullshit. And it begins with that in general terms and in most times when people make a resolution, it's done in the presence of something called a good intention. So that is to say the person who's making the resolution is feeling pretty fucking positive, right? So it's like, oh, yeah, this is my year. It's going to be fucking awesome. And I'm going to look like a fucking model. And it's going to be the greatest thing you've ever seen in your fucking life. And I'm going to be amazing. Come March, I'm going to be in a bikini. And that's the fucking guys. But anyway, resolutions are shit because of your track record. Your track record for keeping promises like that is abominable. It's fucking atrocious. It's terrible. So you got to kind of let go of this pressing need to make a resolution because they're made up of good intention and a whole bunch of hope. Now, I'm going to go against the grain here. No, Gary, don't go against the grain. You never go against the grain. I always go against the fucking grain. You know that. Hope is bullshit. Hope is little more than something 
to make you feel better about the shit you're in. I'm okay with hope if you realize that that's all that is. That's fine. Knock yourself out with two jugs of hope every day. But do not be left with that it's anything other than that. It's designed to make you feel better. And that's okay. But it will not change your fucking future. Hope will not change your future. Changing your actions will change your future. And you can take that to the existential bank, my friend. You got to realize that the only thing that changes your life is a change in action. It's not a change in feeling. So when you make those resolutions in the presence of that good intention, that little wave of positivity, and that little side dish of hope thrown in, it's a pretty heady brew. You're like, oh yeah, this year's different. But then again, you know yourself. Don't give this year to the same shit that you give every year. So what do we do instead, Mr. Wise, fiery, little Scottish man? This is fucking radical. I can't even believe I'm giving you guys this. What I'm about to give you is fucking awesome. This is gold, what I'm about to give you. So I'm going to give you an exercise. You might want to listen to this first and then come back to this point in the podcast where you should look at the minutes where we're at right now. All right, let's check in with the minutes and seconds there. All right, you got it? We're going to do an exercise. And in this exercise, I'm going to show you how to complete 2020. And then I'm going to show you how to create 2021. How fucking radical is that? No one is doing this shit, by the way. No one. You're a member of the nation. You know what I'm talking about. So here's what I'd like you to do. You're going to get a piece of paper. You're going to get a pen. And you're going to write down, and I really mean it, you're going to write down everything that you gave up on. You're going to write down everything that you were disappointed about. So everything you gave up on, everything you were disappointed about. Everything that you feel as if you tolerated or put up with. I want you to write all that shit down and all the emotions that go with it. This should probably take you 20, 30 minutes. And I want you to write down everything you were frustrated by. And I mean everything. It could be I've been frustrated by my body shape, but I've been frustrated by the kind of divisiveness in the country if you live in the United States. Or I've been frustrated by the lack of opportunities that should have come my way and didn't. I want you to write that down. I want you to write down what that was like for you. I want you to write the whole fucking thing down. I want you to write down whatever you feel as if you should write down that belongs on that piece of paper that belongs in 2020. And by the way, here's when you know you're done. There's nothing else you can write. There's nothing else you want to say. It's all there. So again, this should take you about 30, 20, 30 minutes. And if you're not going to do this exercise, and don't come fucking whining to me that you still can't get over 2020. I'm literally showing you how to do it. So write all your shit down. And by the way, you should also know, I do this every single year. There's not a year goes by, I don't do this. I do this every single fucking year. I write all that, everything I've been hanging on to, everything that shoulda, coulda, woulda, everything I'm disappointed by, everything I'm frustrated by, everything I'm angry with, everything I'm... I write all that down. And for me, it's usually lots of sheets of paper <laughs> back and front. But anyway, I've written it all out. I've written down what it was like for me. Then I take it outside. 
and I set fire to it. And I declare that the year is complete. And that's what you're going to do. You're going to write it all out. You're going to take it somewhere that it would be safe for you to do this. I've done this a couple of times, actually. I play Disco Inferno. Because, you know, I might be a little Scottish, man, but I, I've been known to get my groove on. I got some moves. I mean, they're not great, but they're still fucking pretty good. But anyway, I set fire to it. And I declare the year complete. And by the way, this is the important part. Because, you know, I like to have fun, but this is the important part. The year is complete upon my declaration. I declare it's complete. Therefore, it's complete. That doesn't mean to say it's complete for everybody in my life or complete for everybody in the planet, but it is fucking complete for me. I'm done. And then I get to kind of sit with that. So in years gone by, I might have had a glass of wine or something, which I don't do now because I'm too fucking old and I keep getting sore heads. So I'm like kind of done with the wine. So now I'll have a cup of coffee. I'll sit back and acknowledge that this year is complete. And then I'll start to give some thought to what? Well, whenever something's complete, you're usually left with a gap or a space in which something new has the potential to arise. And in this case, when you declare a year complete, well, what's now possible is the potential of 2021, which kind of loops us all beautifully back to why resolutions don't work. Resolutions don't work because there's too much past. There's too much what has been. And that weighs heavily on any promise or anything you might resolve to give yourself to. It's too heavy. It's too significant. And it all becomes so conflated that you end up weighed under by the whole thing. So I want you to get another piece of paper, a blank piece of paper. And I want you to pick one thing in your life. And it can be anything, by the way. It can be your body, your finances, your current relationship whether you're in one, out one, want to be in one, da, 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 pick something. This is the outcome that I'm committed to producing in 2021. So it could be losing 50 pounds or paying off all my credit cards or meeting the love of my wife or starting a business or moving house or starting a family or I don't fucking care. Finish your degree. I don't care. Write a I don't want you to write multiple things. It's one thing. And then after that, I want you to write, what's the typical way that you will undermine this? How will you undermine it? And then a little subhead there under that, I want you to put, what are the thoughts when you're either undermining it or you're about to undermine it? What are the thoughts you have? You know, thoughts like, just this once. It doesn't matter. I'll catch up. Da, 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 da. Number two, what's the emotional state that arises with those thoughts? So is it that you're bored or anxious or whatever? Write out the emotional state. And then I want you to write out when you undermine big change in your life or even moderate change in your life, what do you typically do in this area of life? Like, what are the identifying actions, right? So for me, I'm going to give you a good example, actually, right out of my own life. So if you know me by now, you know that I like to fast, okay? It's a very valid way or valuable way even for me to manage my body shape 
right? I'm not an exerciser. I mean, to make me run, you've got to fuck it. I've got to be getting chased. That's the kind of only thing that'll make me. If you run after me, I'll probably run. So I do this 18-hour fast. I only eat in a six-hour window, and I don't eat, only drink water and coffee with nothing in it for 18 hours. And it helps to keep my body in good shape. I feel better. Now, how do I undermine that? I'll get up in the middle of the night and I'll have a glass of milk and, you know, like a fucking snack. Now that's breaking your fast. You can't break your fast like that. And so I'll say to myself, the thoughts that I'll have are just this once. It's fine. I'm doing good. And so the emotional state is one of like this little bit of nervousness. And my thoughts are totally like picturing the glass of milk in the fucking cookie. And then what I do is I get up out of bed and walk towards the kitchen. I open. Those are the actions I'm taking. So you got to write all this shit out for you when you're undermining whatever it is you're trying to take on in your life. So I got something new though, right? This is the other piece you need to add. When you're faced with those thoughts, that emotional state, and those predictable actions, I'm not going to say don't do it, which is what everybody else tells you to do. That doesn't work. Why? Because human beings are shit at stopping something. Human beings are terrible at stopping a behavior. What human beings are really great at is taking on a new behavior. So here's my new behavior. When I get up in the night, I get up and I pour myself a big glass of cold spring water. So instead of retail therapy, you're getting replacement therapy. Instead of stop doing something, you're starting something, you're taking on a new behavior. So I want you to look at like when you're faced with those thoughts, that emotional state and those behaviors, what are you now taking on for yourself that's aligned with that item that's at the top of your page? Now, what you should be looking at right now is the thing you're taking on, what you'll do to undermine it, and what you're now promising to take on that'll fulfill on it. You see, the thing at the top of the page, that's like the outcome you're after. The thing at the bottom of the page that you're now taking on, this new action, that's an action that you know when you're taking that action, that that action is in alignment with what's at the top of the page. So when I say to people, fill your life with the actions that fulfill on the future you're after, well, you're looking at it on that fucking page, right? So you should take that piece of paper that's got the outcome you're after, what you typically think, feel, and do that gets in the way of that, and something new. And you'll notice, by the way, I'm not asking you to change how you feel. I'm asking you to do differently. I'm asking you to do something else. I'm not asking you to get more confidence, have more patience for yourself, love yourself. Well, that stuff's fine, but it's not going to change your life. What's going to change your life is that when you're faced with those default, typical, everyday bullshit actions, you do new. If you want to make change in your life, it's going to be uncomfortable. You're going to be faced with the same shit. That's all right. You can do it. You got this. You know, reach into one of the books when you need a little bit of oomph, a little bit of Scottish get your shit together in your ear. You know this. You guys know this. There's tons. 
And by the way, if you want to do a full-on revamp, you're like, fuck this, you know, one thing's not enough for me, then go redo, do the work. Buy that book. And in that book, you get to take on big chunks. If you're finally done with living life the way you've lived it, then come on, be a fucking beast about it. And look, I can't say this enough. If you want to change you, you're going to have to take the old you and the old life you've built along for the ride. You're not going to wake up all pristine and new. You're going to feel like shit when you're changing your life sometimes. You'll get enthused. You'll get inspired. You'll get motivated. And then you'll get defeated and deflated and resigned and jaded and pissed off. Yeah, that's right. That's part of the deal. Your job is to keep paddling. All right, that's going to do for this part of the show. We're going to take a little break right now. We're going to be dealing with new questions from the nation, which I'm dying to get into. If you want to be on the show, send me an email, connect at garyjohnbishop.com. Or you can call us, 646-450-3203. And you can, you know, hit me up with your quandary or conundrum or your question. And by the way, another thing is, if you haven't bought your fucking Unfuck Nation t-shirts, you're out of your mind. I'm getting emails from people now, like sporting their t-shirts and, you know, let me see them on Instagram. I want to see you out there because I'm getting rich off of the fucking t-shirts that we're making, you know. <laughs> I'm laughing because it's a big fucking joke. But anyway, we're coming back with questions from the nation. See you on the flip side. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Okay, welcome back to the question part of the show, which is where shit gets real, right? And obviously, for this part of the show, we bring in the indomitable Stephen Miller, who's going to come in here and give us the questions from the listeners. What do you got for us this week, Stephen? I got to tell you, Gary, it's good to be back. And I can already tell it's going to be a great year for the nation. This question comes to us from Jack, who says, I've been taught that only those who recognize and act on their calling or their vocation are able to live a joyous life. What's your view on this idea of vocation? Is it valid or is it voodoo? All right. So that's a great question, Jack. I like the idea of a vocation or some kind of calling or a purpose. I don't like the idea that it's kind of written in the fucking stars. I don't think there's a purpose or a calling or a vocation for you. It's a little too self-indulgent for me, you know, like, where's my place in this universe? And where can I find my little star out there? And there's my star. That's it for me. I got mine. You're all fucked. So no, I don't particularly adhere to that aspect of it. It seems a little too superstitious and voodoo for me, but I do like the idea 
of having some kind of purposeful life. And I do love the idea that one might give one's life to something. I mean, it makes a lot of sense for many of you to start to question yourself, like, well, where's my life headed? In other words, what am I using my life for? And I think that's a fucking brilliant question for anybody to ask themselves at least once in your life, but preferably every other week. Like, what am I using my life for? There's a brilliant opportunity for you as a human being to give your life to something, to get up to something that's bigger than you. This is the part where it kind of deviates from what you're saying, Jack. And you get to say what that thing is. I think sometimes we get a little too bogged down and, oh yeah, but I want to choose the right thing and I haven't found my thing. It doesn't work that way. You haven't found anything because you haven't created anything. Human beings have a brilliant capacity, like a tremendous capacity to create, to create life, to create the context of one's life. You guys already know my life is about, and it's all about making a difference. That's my Michelangelo's David. I'm constantly revealing new ways in which I can express my commitment to making a difference for people. That's what drives me. That's, that's what keeps me going. That's my life's purpose. That's why I'm here. I didn't find that. I created that. I created that out of nothing. But it wasn't like, oh yeah, this is it. This is my masterpiece and off we go. No, the more I got into it, the more I uncovered it and I continue to uncover it. And you don't need to have the earth move under your feet. You don't need some massive calling from above or below or behind or whatever it's coming from. All you need is a glimpse. I'm like, oh yeah, why don't I just dip my toe in the water there and see what that's like and exploring life from that context. You can always shift gears and shift directions and shift altitude. You're not stuck with whatever you might decide to make your life about. You can always change it. And in fact, people change it multiple times and they're enriched by the experience of the change. So I agree with you a bit, Jack, but then not in terms of like this written in the stars stuff, which I just feel as if is a way for us to absolve ourselves of the responsibility of using our life purposefully. What next have you got for us, Stephen? Two of our listeners, Susan and Brian, have been up against two overlapping challenges. Recently, Susan's life has flipped a 180 from working nine to five to having lots of time on her hands. She enjoys learning, so she enrolled in a certificate program. But despite how much she enjoys the subject matter, Susan's falling behind in the coursework. It's safe to say that the move from working full-time to having all the time in the world has really done a number on her discipline. But on the opposite side of the coin, Brian's gung-ho about tackling every element of his development, whether that's at work, at home, or in relationships. But here's the catch. Brian's worried that if he focuses on improving all areas of his life, he won't make any market improvement. Susan and Brian clearly want to reclaim their lives, but should they take the discipline route and focus their efforts on being great at one thing at a time, or can they find a way to multitask and win in all areas of their lives? All right, I'm going to deal with those in two sections and in the order in which they were presented to me, okay? So the first one about putting off the work and putting off the work and putting off the work that you know you should do, that's because somewhere in the back of your mind, you think you can pull it off. The whole thing is identity-driven, right? Your identity is putting it off and putting it off so that you can rescue yourself. 
And if you look back in your life, you will see a multitude of occasions where you have done that or something similar, where you have rescued yourself. As I like to say, human beings want a familiar crisis. And if they can't have one, they'll come up with one. <laughs> and that's all you're doing. That's an identity-driven phenomenon. Your persona is interested in the crisis. It's really not interested in the outcome. That's why you keep putting yourself in these kind of positions where you have to rescue yourself. And if you haven't read Stop Doing That Shit, where all of this actually gets taken apart and you see your propensity for self-sabotage and why you do it. Your self-sabotage is designed for you to confirm for yourself that you're a certain way, that people are a certain way, that life is a certain way. And so you keep setting up these little vignettes of life where you can be like, yeah, this is how life is. This is how I am. And then you set yourself up for the same vignette over and over and over again. And then you fucking die. Fucking cut it off. If you truly want to live a different life, you can't be the same boring old fucking you coming up with the same boring old tragedies and traumas. You're going to have to come up with something else. A new you would be interested in getting ahead of the game. That's what a new you would be interested in doing. And in many ways, you'd have to turn yourself inside out to produce that result. Not the outcome. You'll produce the outcome anyway. But how you produce it would require a different kind of you. Which brings me to Brian. Because Brian's talking about multitasking and all that other fucking voodoo. The human brain can do one thing at a time. And it can do it really, really well. But the illusion is that you can do multiple things at the same time. And you can. Your brain switches from one train of thought to the next one, back to that one, over to this one, back to this one. That's not multitasking. That's shifting gears from one task to another. So, Brian, what you're really asking is, can I handle moving from one task to another with the kind of demand that this stuff is going to have on me? And here's the answer. No, your personality is not interested in that kind of upset. So what you're hearing in your head are all the reasons why you can't do it or shouldn't do it. And, you know, it's kind of shocking sometimes when people hear this, but that is quite literally your identity fighting for its own existence. You see, to produce a new life, you would have to start operating like a new kind of you. And your identity wants no part of that. Your identity is only interested in perpetuating itself. That's why you have so many automatic thoughts. Because your identity is only interested in a life that's certain. Even though it's a shit life or a life you don't want, doesn't matter to your identity. Your identity is like, I know this, I recognize this, let's keep doing this. Why? Because I survive this. I make it through this. So anytime something new comes in, or the prospect of something new comes in, that's usually the first place your identity starts to wriggle, starts to resist, push back. And so all the reasons you come up with in your head for not doing it seem very reasonable, don't they? It's like, yeah, I shouldn't. That's right. But you know what remains? How you currently do life. That remains. And that's ultimately the game. So you cannot produce the kind of breakthroughs that you're thinking about, Brian without some serious interruption. Here's the interesting thing that I've found, though. When you produce that sort of interruptive behavior, 
in your life. Your capacity for life actually begins to expand. There's a lot more to you than your identity would have you believe. Your capacity for producing outstanding results is a lot better than you think. Now, that doesn't mean, you know, you just dive headlong into it. But at the same time, you really look at it and say, all right, well, if I do take this on, yeah, it's going to be a press here and a push there and more of this and more of that. All right, how am I going to manage that? And by the way, included in this process are some old shoulds, shouldn'ts, and beliefs that you have that you might have to let go of. Like it should be this way or it shouldn't be that way. Or I believe it's supposed to be this way or I firmly believe it's supposed to be this way. You're probably going to have to let some of that go. You cannot elicit truly groundbreaking change in your life without some kind of upset to your persona. And in both your cases, that's kind of what you're getting faced with. So, game on. All right, Stephen, what's our last question for the week? What have you got? To close out this episode, I think it's only fitting that we dial up the hotline. This week's voicemail is from Mitch. Hi, Gary. Uh, my name is Mitch, and I have a question about social insecurities. Just to kind of give you a little bit of a background story, I recently took up a new job away from home, uh, away from all of my friends. I live up in Saskatoon, uh, Saskatchewan, Canada, and I'm finding it difficult to form relationships with people essentially out of thin air. I put a lot of pressure on myself, and I know that I probably shouldn't do that, but at times I find that I'm building up a moment in my mind too much, and it's difficult for me to turn off my mind, especially when I'm, I'm trying to build myself up to the point where I can strike up a conversation with someone. All right, Mitch, let's get to, well, two things, okay? The first thing is you say, I want to meet more people. But I want you to notice like where you've moved to. It's not a fucking coincidence. Human beings are mostly subconscious, (laughs) right? Like if you want to meet more people, you would maybe put yourself in a location where something like that might be a bit fucking easier rather than the back end of nowhere in Canada. I want you to consider the idea that this is not a coincidence. That this is, in fact, your life struggle. That you're alone. And that moving there and taking that job and doing what you're doing confirms the struggle. Now, I know you might be like, no, no, it was a job and the money and the da, da, da. I know I get all that. I understand. But you'll notice as far as like items being high up the pole for you, you knew in your heart of hearts, like moving there, there weren't going to be a ton of opportunities to explode your fucking social life. You knew it. And you moved. So that's the first thing. And I want you to really embrace that. I want you to really think about, fuck yeah. Yeah. I mean, moving here. I don't have to interrupt my story. My story remains intact. That, you know, meeting people's heart or I don't fit in or I'm not the same as them or they're not the same as me or whatever your story is. It's something in that realm. And it's been around for a long time and it's been a part of your life for a long time. And it's why you're so fiercely fucking independent. And now you've got the perfect excuse. There's no one there. Especially in a situation like this. But the first thing you have to do you want to cause a breakthrough in your life is tell yourself the truth. So tell yourself the truth here. The truth of the matter is, on one hand, you say, 
I want to meet more people. But on the other hand, what? And then you tell yourself the truth there. Like you might say, well, I've tried Gary and I've given it. I know, but let's come on, cut through all that shit. Get down to basics. And the truth of the matter is there's something about yourself. There's something about, you know, I say I want to meet more people when in fact I don't like the risk of that. I don't like being judged. So I'd rather be alone. But you should look for yourself because there's an answer to that question you got to give to yourself. The only you know when it's been answered truthfully will resonate with you. You'll fucking feel it in your chest. Which brings me to the second part. The second part is, are you truly committed to expanding your social circle? And if you're truly committed to it, I don't even need to tell you what to do. You'll find that out. So an example that I used, I've used this a bunch of times, but for those of you that have children, if someone called you up and said, we've kidnapped your kid and I want 20 grand in the next two hours. And you look in your bank account, there's no fucking money in there. Here's the deal. You will come up with that 20 grand. And that might be the most amount of money you've ever seen in your fucking life, but you will make that shit happen. And you will fucking shake every tree and you will bang down every door and you will sell every fucking thing you've got and you will find a way to make that happen. And that's a very extreme, maybe even a little cruel example to use. But I want you to understand that there are situations in your life that when you're pressed enough, you'll come up with the goods. Brian, this is one of those situations. Come up with the fucking goods. Stop complaining about why you can't do it or it's too hard or it's too much. Get yourself extended. Make this shit happen. You say you want to have a social circle, then damn it, do it. Because if it's truly something you're committed to, that commitment is bigger than disappointment. That commitment is bigger than being judged or being thought of or talked about because the commitment is greater than all of it. You don't give a fuck for all the rest of it. You, my friend, are fully invested in this social circle of this having friends. And the only way to have friends is to be fucking friendly. Yeah, I know. What a revelation, right? Be friendly. Connect with people. It doesn't have to be a formal invitation. It's not like you're saying, so are we dating now? It's not like that with friends. You strike up friendships. You strike up conversations. It's not like, so I'm interested in having some friends and I was wondering if perhaps you'd like to be part of my search process. I mean, that's just fucking weird. You'll never get any friends doing that shit. It's be friendly. It's connect with people. It's get to know people. And by the way, the greatest way to connect with people is to find out about them, not tell them about you. Why not? Because ultimately, you're boring. I even say that about myself. My shit's boring, man. Let's not talk about my shit. Let's talk about your shit. Why? It's way more interesting. I'd rather find out about you. I already know about me. So, Brian, the way to increase your social circle is to get interested in others. And by the way, you know, you also don't need friends that you even see face-to-face or talk to, particularly these days. So, to kind of sum this up for you, Brian, you first got to confront the idea that you say you want to have a social circle, but in fact, your actions are not aligned with that. And then, two, make it a commitment then. If it truly is something you're up to, if you're truly out to connect with other human beings, 
then nothing gets in the way of that. Nothing. It's just you, your commitment, and it's game on. All right, that wraps up this week's show. Thank you for being one of our brilliant, brilliant, brilliant listeners. Obviously, you can send us an email if you want to be part of a future show. Connect at GaryJohnBishop.com. You can call and leave us a voicemail on the hotline, 646-450-3203. And you can also leave your question online, unfucknation.com. You can submit your question to me and I'll get it from there, which is a new thing we're adding, by the way. Unfucknation.com. <laughs> that was actually an easy URL to get, by the way. There, was, there wasn't a lot of people lining up for that one, luckily for us. So, of course, we want to hear from you. And then most of what I'm talking about here is stuff that I've already written about. I mean, I'm obviously taking it deeper and I'm expanding it. So uh, get yourself into the books, man. You got to have all the fucking books. You're part of the nation. You should have all the books. And fuck yourself. Do the work. Stop doing that shit. Wise as fucking. I'm working on another book right now, which is all about relationships. And that'll be out sometime in 2021. But get the books. Come on. And then you can even bring your questions from the books. I'll be happy to answer something that might not be clear for you or something you want deepened a little bit from the books. I'll be happy to provide that for you. As usual, have an awesome week. Follow the show, review us, uh, obviously on Apple Podcasts, but whatever you get your podcast. And we'll see you on the flip side next week. Have a great one. Hi, my name is Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic, and I'm excited to talk to you about Club Med. Club Med operates beach and mountain resorts and is the best all-inclusive getaway for families. They have Club Med Punta Cana, their flagship family resort, and many other options in Mexico, the Caribbean, and around the world. Club Med are the pioneers of the all-inclusive concept, which is the best way to vacation. Great for families, groups, or even solo travelers looking for land and water sports, delicious food, and a place to make unforgettable memories. Visit clubmed.us, call 1-800-CLUB-MED or your travel advisor.